Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast for November 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is a... A little bit of the reason why we are a little bit late in delivering this podcast. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers. Did you say it's November? November, mate. It's been nearly two months since the grand final. Fucking hell. Sorry about that. I um, The last couple of weeks, well, obviously more than a couple of weeks, the last eight weeks or so, I've been... Um, I've been hanging out with Clayton Oliver. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I, saw, I saw what was going down and, you know, I didn't like the way that Melbourne treated him and I thought someone's <laughs> got to take them, take him under their wing. Uh-huh. And I thought, who better than me? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Protégé? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, so it's taken you two months to... I mean, I'm not saying you look worse for wear. <laughs> I mean, you say two months. It's been, uh, for me, it's been six sleeps since the grand <laughs> final. <Okay. laughs> and I, I just don't like the misreporting mm. that has happened yep. around this whole thing. Like the fact that they came out and, and I completely agree. Like, you know, you just get a lot of those text messages that say, you know, uh, just these made-up stories, these fantasies. Here's the real deal, yeah. My mate works at a bottle shop who yeah. served a customer yeah. who works at a high school. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I don't like that and the gutter journalism that comes around it. I'm here to state for you on the record that Clayton Oliver, I was there and I also suffered one, had a seizure, right? Yep, yep. And so I will back that in 100%. And can I just say that across the years I've had many seizures. I've had seizures at the big day out, at <laughs> Meredith, I've had seizures. Earthcore, Rainbow Spirit, Splendor, Blues Fest, Stereo Sonic, you name it. Yep. I've had seizures at all of them, Michael, and I can't find a common thread as to why I always go down and lose three or four days after I go to these music festivals. I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to work it out myself. Like you, mm. you, you're twitching and you're shaking and you're, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're jolting, you're, you're chewing your jaw, you're doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything. I'm talking a million miles an hour. I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out with a bunch of guys that I know. Uh, who wear the same kind of uh, outfits and ride the similar sort of mo- motorcycles, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, I'm fucking bang a mid-season. You're gone. You're gone. Yeah, I um, am. Um, well, I, I mean, that's very nice of you to be looking after Clayton mm. Oliver because obviously he was in the press. What a few weeks after the grand final, you'd think for a day or two they were talking about speculation he might be heading to Adelaide. Yeah, fully talking about trading him away, and then uh, so. You know, Max Gorn said he'll take him under his wing and have him at his place where they've got also a newborn child. So I see nothing. Yeah, this is like a sitcom. That's it's a just going to be hilarity will ensue. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. This, like, this actually is two and a half men, basically. Yeah. Mm. But the idea being that Max got a toddler, I believe. Yeah, I think the, that was born not long after the 2021 grand final. Right. And then they, I think, yeah, had they're due, I think, in about a month or two for the second mm. one. And um, do you think, um, do you think Clayton kind of, Asked enough questions before he said, oh, "Okay, Max, I'll take your offer and come and live with you." Like, 
what twenty five year old person mm. wants mm. to go and live at a house with a newborn and and also, and a toddler? But then also on top of that, what parent wants to bring <laughs> <laughs> Clayton Oliver into the house to uh, to basically kind of you know keep an eye on him? Yeah, look, if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a twenty five year old millionaire. I am not living with anyone. Well, that's a thing. Can't you hire someone? Like hire a kind of bodyguard. A chaperone. The chaperone. Yeah, you know, you can. People happily. I'd do that if you put enough zeros on the on the check. I'd hang around Clayton Oliver and just kind of you know knock things out of his mouth. I'm not not having that. (laughs) Not having that KFC. See what I did? Yep. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) you save the podcast from being shut down forever. I appreciate it. But I would do that. I hang around. But yes, I find it very fascinating that. Although maybe that is that thing that will keep him in line, like you know, the baby's up at you know five a.m. Clayton's going to get up, get up himself, <laughs> get home. Yeah, I'll, I'll look up. I'll look after it as when I'm getting home. It's fine. Uh, maybe it's the. Uh, but there, there was a lot of talk about the D's. Their main thing seemed to be his professionalism. Yeah, and how do you reckon that goes? Like, so you know, within uh, a, a couple of weeks, they kind of. Casually shopped him around, yeah, and then people were like, "Fuck, we're hearing stuff. We're mm. into this because, because you know he's a fucking good player." Yeah, but then you go, "All right, if he's so good, and Melbourne are kind of sniffing around, what's bubbling what's away? Happening? What yeah, happening? what don't we know about? What aren't you telling us about?" So I think the idea is they have Maxie and his and his wife to keep an eye on um, on Clayton, yep. and um, yeah. and you know just kind of sometimes they walk into the bedroom. There's Clayton tattooing himself on the foot. I go, Clayton, maybe not a good idea. Could get an infection. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably get the needle away from you. Yeah. Uh, Clayton's maybe, uh, you know, maybe doing like a resting for the hamstring. Yeah. And maybe he's, you know, doing a runner from a cab. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's get you an Uber that way. The cab's paid for. You can rest <laughs> your hamstrings. Oh man, I've, I've do, I do that all the time now. Now when I have to get a cab, and you know you go to get out, and you go, and the guy's like, no, 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 you got to pay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, it, it, it's, it's so ingrained that you're already uh, taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Adam, we uh, had our draft podcast the other day with Craig Coombs, the legendary Craig Coombs. Thank you, Craig. That, that was a lot of fun, and I had one mate point out to me, and it was very amusing. So my friend is a uh, Brisbane supporter, Mark. And, you know, Coombs, he's so so gentle. And, you know, he do, I don't know if you've picked this up, Junk Timers, he does not swear, hmm. right? And and I kind of, I, I do, I notice how much I swear when he's on the podcast because he just doesn't return fire. Uh-huh. You know, he'll say, you know, heck and fudge and stuff like that. But as my friend pointed out, he just texted me and goes, why does Coombs hate Zorko and Hipwood so much? Man, when he talked about Dane Zorko and Eric Hipwood, he fucking turned. He kind of got stuck into them too. and uh, He really did. It just came out of nowhere. It's like, man, he's got a fucking vendetta. Yeah, it was kind of like they stole his lunch money or something in high school or they bullied him or something. Yeah, he went. So, you know, so if you're a, if you're a drafter out there, just keep yourself on the good side of Craig Very Coombs, powerful man to cross. Because if yeah. you cross Coombsy, you cross the ju- you cross junk time and you cross the junk timers. So you better watch yeah. your you better watch yeah. your mouth, mate. Um, so he got nine out of the ten correct. Sorry, we got nine out of the ten correct. We did. And there was a guy I can't remember his name now, but I think he kind of came from nowhere. Am I right? Yes, that is correct. There was one one kind of smoky who everyone was like, oh, okay, we weren't expecting that, but he did a great job. The one thing I've never seen before, and obviously I haven't seen it before because it hasn't been done before, but they gave a medal. 
to the first round draft pick, Harley Reid. He gets the Alan Aylett medal for being first. I did watch the coverage up until about pick 10, and okay. I didn't see them put the medal on. How's, it, how's your life, bud? Well, I was working at the same time, so I kind of had a half Fuck. half, half a screen and half a screen. But, uh, but by the way, I'm fucking shit, by the way. <laughs> but um, I've never seen the medal before. But then that if it's the first year, does that mean they have retrospective first round draft pick medals? So they go back through the history of the first round draft pick. Like, is Jack Watts going to love swimming medals <laughs> and something else? Yeah, yeah. I actually think it doesn't go far enough. I reckon as the player's name's called out, so you have to, you have to plan for this one, you unveil a statue of oh, that player. okay. And then Saddam Hussein style, <laughs> when that player's career fails, we like, get to say, pull Jonathan it down. Patton, you get to pull it down. And can we slap it with our shoes? Absolutely, you're slapping it with your shoes. You're slapping it with your Adidas footy boots. You're going in there and you're fucking giving it a whack with your with your Nike. Uh, what are they called? Um, umbros? I don't know. Whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, don't ask me. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm Kmart shoes all the way, mate. Um, but That's I think true. it's fantastic, Harley Reid. First pick, going off to the Eagles, and he's mm-hmm. going to have an amazing two years there. And then when he comes <laughs> back to now, <laughs> three, they've changed the careers, they've changed the contract, so it's three years. So when he comes it, back to Melbourne uh, yeah. and in a bidding war. Um, but uh, I uh, did, well, who the baggers get? Like, did you guys have a top round, uh, t- uh, one round one pick? Yes, and I think it might have ended up being like uh, twenty eight or twenty nine. We got some uh, kid from Glenelg. So gotcha. again, you can't have the first round in an eighteen comp, eighteen team comp being pick twenty nine. Well, that's the thing because they kept on saying it was going to be the first round in the in the build up to it, and then said yeah. there could be as many as twenty eight, twenty nine picks, and I was like. But how? Because that doesn't how that's not how numbers work. No, and also if you're uh, West Coast who sucked all year and won what two and a half three games, and your second round pick, which should be nineteen, is now thirty. Yeah, how does that work? Bloody hell! Yeah, the draft is a fucking mess, mate. Okay, uh, integrity question without notice. Was, will this be the last year of the completely compromised draft like this? Was this a part of the Gil McLaughlin fucking shenanigans? And will Andrew Dillon go, that's enough. On my watch, pick 19 is the start of the second round. I what think, say you, Michael I James? think there would be modifications. Andrew Dillon was coming out between the picks. He was announcing the, um, the I was about to say winners, but the draftees. And then they yep. come up and they... I think this might have been a new touch this year. I'm not entirely sure. But a club legend would offer the jumper to the new player. So Nick Nat for Harley Reid. Um, David Neitz was no, there. No, I'm fairly sure that's been Boomer. in um, uh, de rigueur for a few years now. Okay. Because there's always a picture on sort of draft night of the player with, you know, an ex-player. Gotcha. They weird up Michael Tuck. It's actually oh, yeah. funny during the week. They, um, they have a Michael Tuck kind of tribute jumper that Hawthorne are going to wear during the year. Don't know mm. what round. So they had him at the club and he came in and he kind of put it on. And it was a bit like, well, don't put it on, Tucky. <laughs> You're 70, mate. <laughs> but also, too, like if you are uh, 17 or 18, what is Michael? And you don't you don't bag for the Hawks. Yeah. No, that's actually a good point. Tuck, you're like, who's this fucking, who's this guy, with, who's Jesus fucking handing me the jumper? Yeah, for sure. No, you would think that actually. And even, you might even be thinking that with like a David Neitz or something. Like how many kids would be drafted now who were um, fans of David Neitz? He's been retired for a fair while. Mm. Um, you know, I found interesting, and I don't think this sounds creepy, but I find that each year the kids look younger. Yeah. But then also the mums look younger. Like the mums and dads look younger. 
Yeah. Like, they get younger and younger, and you go like, fucking hell, man. How old All am right, I? Now, now I know why you watched it. No. <laughs> I actually thought it was a nice little bit of coverage. They did well. Yeah, it was, a, it was an okay watch. Yeah, yeah. No, it kind of went along pretty well. Um, Shifter was there. I think, there. too, because they're, they're on the clock for five minutes, each team. So yeah. you kind of can't, it can't blow out too far. Yeah, and between each pick, they just go to Dicko with a, a bit of an interview. So that, that soaks up three minutes there, you know, so... And did they play, like, evil music when Essendon were on the clock to see what Adrian Dodoro would do? That's actually a good question, actually. I can't remember what pick Essendon had. I don't think they had a top 10 pick, I don't think. I thought they might have they might have um, traded with Geelong to get pick 10. Okay, So they sure. swapped. Yeah. And like Coombsy said, so we, Hawthorne picked up the 170-centimetre um, uh, Nick Watson. Yep. Um, who kicked a whole bunch of goals this year? I was watching. Actually, I watched a few players' highlights. Actually, you can you can do that junk timers as well. Like if you see a player that you, your team picked up, you can usually jump on YouTube and there will be you know a five minute package of highlights if they're a high enough pick. You know, don't look up for number eighty five. But also, too, can I just say, as a Carlton supporter who's been looking for hope for so long, that you can easily look up a player who is absolute fucking rubbish and will last maybe two years and go. Oh man, there's some fucking good highlights. <laughs> it's like it's like because they're playing or every kid picked up is played for Vic Country or Vic, Vic yeah. Metro. So they're obviously in the top 36 or, you know, 22 of that particular team. Yep. But that doesn't mean they got any chance of making it through. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um I think we might be burying the lead. Um Adam, we've been going nearly 14 minutes already. Mm. And uh I suppose the question I suppose I want to ask is: um, Do you want to talk about uh, Ricky Nixon, uh huh, or do you want to talk about Warwick Kappa? It's uh, a Sophie's choice. That's a, yeah, no, that's a Sophie's is, choice is. without notice. Let's finish with the chicken and kick off with the whiz. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. The whiz bought a brothel. Okay, he <laughs> brought a brothel. <laughs> if you said to someone. Have a crack at what business Warwick Kappa just bought. <laughs> and obviously, you know, he's had the cappuccino coffee truck. So, you yep. know, he's not he's not getting back into the uh, coffee world again. No. I reckon it's either a strip club or it's a brothel, yeah, right? He was in the wine game for a bit. I think he um, I think he wanted to have, he opened up a, like, sold, sold meat for a while. Did he? Yeah. Like, no, I don't think like an established shop. But just like kind of wrapped up bits of meat and put his photo on it, I suppose. See, I, I think that, that's even worse. Not an established shop. Like from then, yeah, that, uh, at the back that of lends the itself to fucking. He's just driving around handing out meat. So he bought the uh, Westminster Secrets. Oh, I mean, I was about to say in Oakley, but obviously you know. Yeah. <laughs> Westminster. Oh, is he there now? Westminster Secrets in Oakley in Melbourne mm. uh, paid uh, six figures. Okay. And he's completely overhauling. Okay, so again, all right, so that goes, all right, six figures is either he either paid 100000 Yeah, or he paid, paid 999000 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that is so fucking vague. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But he's done it up. He's done it up. He spent a few weeks, months doing it up. So there's an article here in the Daily Mail. Hang on, just another uh, yeah. step down. Like, six figures in this current client, uh, market for a house with... 17 bedrooms and 17 showers. That's not bad. Oh, I mean, are you questioning that Warwick Capper is not an astute businessman who doesn't know... <laughs> no, about, sorry, sorry. He doesn't know how to yeah, get a deal I, done. I, I take it back. So he's bought... <laughs> Do you reckon in every bedroom that he's walked into, he's tapped the bedding on, eh, it's a workbench, <laughs> and then gone into the next bedroom, eh, it's a bloody workbench, and then the next bedroom, eh, workbench. <laughs> We're like, if we fucking get it, whiz. We know what happens, mate. 
so it's in Oakley. So for people who don't know, uh, Oakley probably what round about near near Waverley Park to kind of put it in kind of perspective for people. Not too far from there. Yeah, yeah, kind of out that way, yeah. sort of, and also the like uh, Greek capital of Melbourne. Is it really? Okay, it is. Yeah. Um. So. He said he I'm not making a connection there. I'm just stating a fact. He he said he he bought it. One of the reasons why he bought it because of its uh, connection to his childhood. <laughs> so he said he grew up a kilometre away. Okay, uh, it sort of feels like home. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, because your home had 18 bedrooms and blokes coming around <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night when they were pissed. I mean, I was about to say your your childhood home had a stripper pole because this place does have a stripper pole, but I actually think Wiz did have a stripper pole. Uh, in his childhood home, mm. uh, and he played football a kilometre or half a kilometre away. So, okay. yeah, you know, it kind of does feel home. And so I'm just looking at the exterior. So I feel like it might have two storeys. Uh, yeah, it does look like that from the picture. We're looking at a Daily Mail article yeah, here, Jack uh, Thomas. It's painted kind of a blackish grey, and it has kind of uh, lipstick kind of lips, almost like yes. the Rolling Stone symbol, but the lips seem kind of more together to kind of give a bit of a peck on the cheek. Yes, yes, that's all it's going to be. A peck on the cheek for free. <laughs> After a wash. and um, <laughs> Not on the mouth. Yeah, and you've been looked over with a, uh, a police-grade light. <laughs> uh, you got a good deal. Mm. Um, only seven years old. Spent a couple of hundred grand doing it, doing it up. And then there's a great little bit down here. Let me find it. And actually, actually let's look at the interior. So the interior, pretty regulation beds, a little bit of a, hmm, uh, I wouldn't say, well, not high-class hotel, but black walls painted. Uh, you know what, it's, I was going to say it's built to hide stains, but it's very dark, so it actually hmm. would require a lot more cleaning than you'd imagine. Yeah, Playboy posters on the wall. Um, yeah. I, I reckon I've stayed in hotels that look a bit like this, like with the kind of dark walls. Um, yep. Minimalist kind of furniture. Um, a guy at the front I door knocking. I have no doubt you've stayed <laughs> in many hotels similar to this. <laughs> guy at the door knocking, going, "What are you doing in here? Pay your bill." Um, <laughs> I love that he says it's one of the quotes. It goes, uh, "It says here, as it turns out, his mother also still lives close by." Yeah. And he said, "Mum didn't mind. She was a bit shocked at first, but she didn't mind. Like he's running these purchases past his mum." Uh, well, I mean, heck, I, I mean, do you think Mrs. Capper is shocked by anything these days that her son tells him, tells her? Uh, you'd have to think no. God, I'd love to meet, I'd love to interview Mrs. Mrs. Wiz. And she wants to, um, he wants to make it a franchise. So he wants to get a bunch of licenses around Australia and okay. turn, turn it into McDonald's. <laughs> but then it was also a good one here. I'm just trying to find it. Let me just get the, uh, get the information up. Um. And this is actually remarkable by the fact that, remember, this is the Daily Mail, okay? It's the mm. Daily Mail, so not known okay. for, you know, it's journalistic integrity. So, so oh, Kappa, Kappa went on to claim he got a good deal on Westminster Secrets because he affri- he's, a f- he's friends with the mayor. And then the Daily Mail have editorialised <laughs> here. Daily Mail have put in, though it's unclear if that's true. <laughs> But I also wonder, like, I mean, I'm no expert in local politics, mm. but I'm pretty certain if you want to buy a brothel, you don't have to run it past the mayor. Like, is the no. mayor the boss of handing out brothel licenses? Yeah, this this isn't a fucking, uh, this isn't Batman. You're not Bruce Wayne, <laughs> mate, you know? <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? I know the mayor. 
Oh, like the mayor's even a thing. Like usually it's your local council. Well, that's like, a I thing. I can never tell you who the mayor is around uh, Wayne Jackson's studio. So Warwick Abbott just rocked up to Westminster Secrets. Just like, ah, oh, you get it, mate. I just, um, um, just want to, uh, just want to. I got a I love you like a brother, but I am from Tasmania. Uh, I got a three inch penis, three inches from the ground. Uh, just wondering um, if you if you fancy selling uh, Westminster Secrets, and they mm. go, uh, yeah, it's uh, seven point five million dollars. And he goes, uh, I think you've heard that. Um, I know, I know the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, oh well. Oh no worries, yeah. <laughs> oh, why didn't you mention We're that not earlier, Mr. Half mil. <laughs> But also too. Has he rocked up to the local, to the Oakley Town Hall? Oh, and he's gone, oh, I need an appointment with the mayor. And they're like, uh, sure, Mr. Cappet. No worries. He goes in, he goes, I'd, uh, I'd like to buy a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. What, do need, what do you need me for? <laughs> and Cap is like wearing like chains even more garish than like a mayor would wear around their neck for, ser- for, for ceremonies. <laughs> this is interesting. It says here that uh, Kappa retiled and repainted every inch of the six-bedroom building. Mm. So it's not a particularly large brothel. No, no. So I think he says – I think this uh, is in the article for one thing. Well, A for, a for one thing, actually. i tell you what. So Kappa says he's going to head down like once or twice a month and have a barbecue and kind of, you know, just show his face <laughs> yeah, and get, yeah, no. get amongst it. You know what? Yeah, because when you <laughs> – when your partner says to you, where have you been? Yeah. Where'd you have that barbecue? Were you at Bunnings? He's like, oh, Bunnings is a bit far. I just go down to Westminster Secrets. Yeah. And I, I my- and so Cap wants to uh, show up with a barbecue, probably bring a few people over. Because I always find, um, I get the vibe that what men want um, when they're at a brothel is for more people to recognise them. <laughs> So Kappa wants to do uh, barbecues there, so do a few personal appearances. Yeah. And then he said, um, he said there's about 17 or 18 women who work there. But I tell you what, it's actually a little bit of a money spinner. Because let me find this bitty article as well. I um, find, I think this article said, it's uh, $280 an hour. <laughs> okay. But then, is that cheaper or expensive, Adam? Uh, but, and then on top of that, 140 goes to the Wiz. Yeah, so he's he's the, he's their pimp, right? Well, he's taking one hundred and forty for every every person who comes in, which has, that for sounds like a lot. Fifty percent in, in six bedrooms, yeah. So in six bedrooms, one hundred and fifty. He's taken say nine hundred bucks per hour. Yeah, six bedrooms are going at it. Yeah, so it's, it's a fairly expensive. Um, operation. yeah, but if I know the whiz, like he will put that back into the barbecues. <laughs> Like you'll there'll be like fucking sausages from all around the world. There'll be every type of onion you could imagine on there. Like it'll be like a six burner. A guy won't fuck around with these barbecues, mate. Oh god. So he's put in a spa. Like I'm I'm fuck. fine with that, but like who wants to fucking get in a spa that Warwick Cap has just been in as well? Because you know he's been yeah. in there. And you don't want to be like say what time would it open? Say five o'clock, let's say. Oh yeah, sure. You don't want to be popping into that spa at four a.m. No, if the whiz like the whiz in there going, you know, eating a eating a, a sausage out of a piece of bread. <laughs> Come on, mate, you miss a barbecue. That's all right. Let I'm me still show here. you my democracy sausage. <laughs> I love you like a brother. So there's uh, there's our report on small businesses in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, we'll move on. And speaking to of small businessmen who've been fucking shafted by the man. Yeah, absolutely. Ricky Nixon. Now, tell me, he's been charged over uh, his 
2021 AFL memorabilia, and it says here scandal, and I just don't like that word. No, How was Ricky to know that the footballs that he personally signed Mm. under the guise of being a Melbourne player were going to be snapped up and bought by hungry Melbourne supporters? How is that his fault at all? Can I ask a quick question? How much can we talk about this? It's been charged. But you know what I say, Adam. Mm. We'll move on. But you know what I say? Bloody witch hunt. Witch hunt. It is a witch hunt. Okay, we can, you know what? We can read what is written yeah. in this Herald Sun article. Uh, the bit that I love and loved back then was the football sold by Nixon quickly roused suspicion after buyers noticed Charlie Spargo's signature was written next to a number eight when he wears a number nine. Now, that is just <laughs> how fucking do, how bad do we, luck. How do we not know he had a delayed concussion from the grand final? Okay, yeah. we don't know that. We're not doctors. We weren't there and when you know, Charlie was signing you, the ball. You know the other thing, right? You know the other thing? Where's the number? It's on your fucking back, mate. Yeah. I'm not looking at it. Do I wear eight? Do I wear nine? Did fucking did Michael Jordan know he wore 23? Probably not. Yeah, could I could have stuff on the back of my shirt right now, and I couldn't tell. Something could be like, you know, putting text on it all night or all day. Yeah. And I got no idea. I could be walking around with a dick and balls on the back of my shirt. I would never know. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And you're right. We should probably move on from this particular story before you and I end up in contempt of court. Because there was another story involving Ricky Nixon. And yeah. um, I don't know how he keeps on getting into the news because he, he keeps he keeps his life under the radar. <laughs> He's low profile. <laughs> I don't know how these people, these people must be snitching him out. Yeah. But um, he had a blue with um, Sam Newman. So they went to do a sporty at a cricket club. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a bit of dispute over the pay. So Ricky, he put his hand up. He said he'd talk to Sam. He said uh, it was, it was going to be 3000 bucks. They'd get paid. And then yep. they'd divide it in half. So 1500 each. Fair enough. For, you know, a couple hours work, press the flesh, tell little yep. stories. Toot, toot. Yep. Off you go. <laughs> and then they came to the end. And then there was a confusion because Sam thought he was getting three grand. Mm. And Ricky was like, oh, no, it's actually 1500 And Ricky yep. said he put his hand up. He said, I actually... It accidentally put it in a spreadsheet as three grand, so that's on me. I'm Ricky Nixon. I'm always yep. above board. <laughs> Scouts honor. So Sam arced up and said, No, 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 you said three grand. He's like, No, 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 I meant fifteen hundred. And so then Sam the the talk is that they had a fight or a fist fight, but Ricky said no. It was more that Sam slapped him in the face and then pushed yep. him into a bush which I reckon all the time still you and I you and I before some of the junk time live shows oh, I quite often yeah. said to you yeah. did you take that $8 from that yeah. Uh, yeah. sale of the stubby holder yeah, and, and you I went s- no and I go no I put it in the spreadsheet I put yeah. it in the spreadsheet you can see the spreadsheet I've got out hand and I'm like I'm owed eight dollars, not four, and no. then fucking bingo, bango. Yeah, you've slapped me and fucking pushed me into a bush. Yeah. Now, does a slap in the face and push into a bush? I think that qualifies as a fight. No, it's more oh, of a scuffle. Ha ha. Okay, uh, an imbroglio. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it's, sh- it's, sh- it's horseplay. <laughs> Shenanigans, a, perhaps. A melee. Yeah, it's definitely not a melee. Okay, you, gotcha. You've, you've lost your mind there. So I feel like uh, I don't think Ricky and Sam. Oh no, I don't know if they've made up. Kiss and made up yet? But Ricky again is making a powerful enemy. So he's already yeah. had the the blue with um, Kappa over their sixtieth birthday party. Mm. Now he's on the bad books of Sam Newman. Yeah. And then on top of that, Kappa has come out 
and said that he wants to do a charity boxing match with yeah. Ricky Nixon. So three rounds, give it to a little charity called Westminster Secrets. There's <laughs> <laughs> some great work. Yeah. And uh, and so I don't know where that is at at the minute. It's obviously a promoter's dream. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're gonna we'll follow that up on junk timers over the weeks, like you know where it's at, the training regime, um, how we get tickets. Also, this one thing. Well, you'd, tip, you'd think it'd be. I mean, it's gonna be hard for us to go to because it'll probably be in Vegas, right? I imagine so. Yes, yes, and I imagine probably not even at a casino. I think, imagine you'd you'd have to hire at the football stadium, the NFL stadium for. A, yeah, yeah. A or is this something like this. that maybe the Saudis tip into? You know, oh, okay, like live golf style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of billion on the market. You just see them, you know. This fight is, the, you know, the, like the Rumble in Riyadh kind of thing. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. And we watched the um, documentary like 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Wins an Academy Award. Like. Ab- absolutely. You know, watching Ricky and Capper uh, in the training camp. <laughs> yeah. Even though probably most of the people that would be uh, going to that probably couldn't go to Saudi Arabia, but that's not the point. No, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um. I actually just forgot to bring this up before when we were talking about it, but um, we're always talking about doing live shows. We're talking about maybe doing one at, um, in Adelaide at Big Shed Brewery. Um, talk about events in Perth and the like. I think it's probably time maybe we do it in the pre-season. A little live show at Westminster Secrets. I think that's, <laughs> that's probably the venue for us right now. I would have thought so. <laughs> a late, late and live with junk time. Yep, sure. We'll just book room four. Yep. <laughs> Tickets. Are only 280 bucks an hour. But then Kappa gets half of it too. He gets half yeah, our take. I think that's fantastic. Hey, um, St Kilda. Mm. They're obviously struggling with the funds. They've been struggling, you know, pretty much as long as we've been football fans. They've got a debt of about $7 million. So they're doing essentially a, a GoFundMe. Yeah. So they've asked their supporters to come out, help them. They've got like a bit of a crowdfunding thing happening. And so you've got the... Levels of what you might get they at do. certain... So, you know, pay 100 bucks, you get this. Pay 200 bucks, you get that. They do. So, Ross Lyon's been getting behind it. And he was saying it's not so much, you know, we need a bunch of new couches or new you know, gym equipment. It's more about the talent development and the like. So, almost putting it into things that you can't see. <laughs> 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 but I think it's the kind of thing of have... Two development coaches instead of one. Maybe have yes. three recruiters in Victoria as opposed to two. So, you know, not so much, you know, we need an anti-gravity running machine. Um, yeah. There are levels, but they're not particularly strong on the clarification. So they go from bronze, silver, gold, premium, ultimate, platinum. See, I think if I'm gold mm. and I'm number four, I want gold to be a little bit higher than that. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm looking at I know platinum's one. I know platinum's always going to be at the top. But don't you think... Why isn't there a diamond? Don't you think ultimate would outweigh platinum? Platinum? Yeah, I would have thought so. So you can pay monthly or a yearly rate. So the okay. bronze starts at $3.50. $3.50. fifty. $3.50. And then platinum goes all the way up to 100 And this is per month? Uh, that's per month. And then you can just do a yearly sum. So probably a one-off. You know, bingo, yep. bingo. Here you go, St. Kilda. Here's $35. Um, you know. That treats Ross to a cap charge, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, they don't kind of go, you know, gold, you get this, you get this. They've kind of, well, they've got this one initially. You get recognition on a digital donor wall. 
Okay, so, get so your name fucking your name, your name's on a screensaver on someone's computer well, yeah. in the office. Now, I wonder if it's a digital donor war in terms of like that's a big screen at the club or something, or yeah, you're would just say on a is. website. Either way, it doesn't sound worth $3.50. <laughs> no, I would say it's on a big screen at the at the club. Scrolls through. And it kind of scrolls through and maybe... I don't know how long if you were if you were a bronze member paying three dollars fifty a month. I don't know how long you would have to stand there mm. in front of this digital donor wall slash TV that's plugged into a computer <laughs> before you saw your name pop up. Then we have a club letter of recognition, so you get a little probably get a letter from Letters saying, yep. "Hey, thanks guys, thanks for helping us out." Uh, okay, so once again, uh, just run off a print and it said out to you probably just an acknowledgement legally that they've taken your money and gone, hey, if you want to claim your 3 bucks fifty a month, here's how you do it. And probably also emailed to you, so probably not even printed out, I reckon. Uh, you got to print it yourself. Print it yourself. So you've got to burn through some fucking uh, red, black and magenta. Yeah, you got to take it to the work or you got to go down to Officeworks. There's no one has a printer anymore. That's a fucking disaster. Then you get recognition during the Saints Say Thanks Day. Around, sorry. So oh. I haven't heard of this event before, but I imagine um, if if my logic um, is mm. right, it's the day that the, the Saints Say Thanks. Yeah. So recognition, do you think that's a... a probably I want a th- individual. So thank you on the banner or something? No, I want, I want, like, I want Jack Steele before the game. To read out every fucking name, however long that takes. Yep, sure. A bit like redacted. For your three dollars fifty, I want Jack Steele out there for a few yep. hours I'd reading all the names. Out. I think for three fifty, it's not beyond to say that the player should get my name tattooed on their body or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, for three fifty, you're getting a digital, digital wall. Well, also three fifty a month. letter, and you get an acknowledgement. Three fifty a month. Okay, so thirty five all up for a year. Yep. Um, then you get forty two, but it doesn't matter. If you pay a hundred dollars plus, you get a thank you video from the club's senior coaches or players. I like that because they haven't Mm. named anyone, so (laughs) (laughs) it can be fucking anyone. G'day, I'm the um, I'm the defensive coach. Yeah, I'm really looking to get out. (laughs) (laughs) I've applied for heaps of other jobs. Sticking it out, go Saints. Thank you. Um, And then. For two hundred plus, mm. uh, you go into a draw to have an inner sanctum experience with. Oh, here we go, here we go with the Saints coaches. So I imagine you go into the coaches box. Actually, that's not bad. I actually would pay two hundred dollars plus if I got to go into the coaches box. I completely agree with you on that. But I, having seen Ross Lyon across his career as a coach. Cannot imagine him allowing someone in that box for the duration of the game. Can you imagine? Well, that's actually a good point because that's the only reason why I want to go. I want to see, I want to hear Ross go absolutely nuts for like f- yep. for two hours. Yeah. So you go into a draw for that for two hundred dollars plus. If you pay over a thousand, you then get guaranteed access. So the inner sanctum experience. You know what? I'd love to go in there and just mm. do, just be chatty. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, no, what are you doing that for, Rossi? No, don't, don't yeah. move him there. And just see how long how yeah. long I last before I get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not kicked out. You'd be fucking leaving unconscious. Them just dragging you out by your feet. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the deal. So, Saints fans out there, women, yeah, they just don't have a breakdown of what you get for the particular um, levels. But um, 
but yeah, but you know, good on. I him. think I think a day. I think if they offered something that you could actually see and go, you are going to spend a quarter in the coach's box. Mm. You know what I reckon would happen is uh, too many people would want to buy it because that is something that you know no one gets access to unless yeah. you pay like you know yeah. fucking fifteen grand. So they're a bit they're just keeping it vague because they're like mm, fuck. If everyone, it's like if everyone went to the gym who had a membership, the gym would be fucked, right? Yeah, sure, sure. So they're kind of hoping they go, yeah, 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 just chip in and you'll get a coach's experience. You know what I find actually kind of interesting, actually, even though we're kind of, you know, I mean, we don't never do this at the Junk Time Alpha podcast. We'd never make fun of uh, people, you know, who might be uh, on tough times even with $7 million of debt. But um, I'm actually surprised, and maybe they do, but you'd figure like most clubs would have a donate page. Just by the fact you go, well, even if we do have heaps of money, say we're in Eagles or in Adelaide or something, like you can always yeah. deal with more. So just have a page on your website where you go, you know what, if you just want to fill in your 50 bucks, like, you know, thank you. And we'll yeah, that's not, that's not a bad idea. Another fucking idea that we fucking give to for, for, <laughs> because, for free to the effort. There is nothing stopping us from, you know, I, I, surely I can just rock up to Hawthorne at the reception and be like, uh, hey, here's five grand. If you, you know, pop yeah. that in the bank account, you know? Yeah, if you could wash this for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I may not give it to, like, the reception and just, like, trust Walk that out. it will get to, <laughs> yeah, to Andy Gowers' hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I will put that in my special Hawthorne wallet that I keep all the <laughs> Hawthorne money. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, we've got a truckload of footballers in real life. Oh, man, people have been fucking seeing them everywhere. Can I kick off with a footballer in real life? Yeah, i got one too. I did a gig Friday afternoon and the aforementioned uh, David Neitz was there. Oh, there we go. Yes, and I have uh, met Nita on a number of occasions and he is just the most affable and lovely bloke getting around. Oh, delightful. Yeah. I um, worked on the Arias last week and so at the end of the show I was with my friend Sophie and uh, Darcy Moore was there. Oh, of course, because his partner is a Triple J presenter. Yeah, so halfway through the show, I think if someone told me, or maybe I was just walk through the room, and I was like, no, that guy is very tall. And I was like, oh, it's Darcy. And so it kind of baffled me for like half the show, like why he was there. Yeah. And then I only found out later she's on Triple J. But um, my friend Soph wanted to get a photo with him, and so we went over and said g'day, and he was delightful and charming, and um, fucking massive. No, he's a big unit, isn't he? Dude, I didn't realise. He's 203 centimetres, so that's six foot seven, six foot eight. Yeah, I remember seeing him at uh, Brunswick Street Oval doing run-throughs with Brody Grundy. Dude. And they were both fucking enormous. Um, but it was funny. My friend Soph um, just said to him that um, her family is a bit like the Montagues and Capulets and that one half's Carlton, one half's Collingwood. Yeah. And it just made me laugh afterwards. Like, of all the footballers you can make a Shakespeare reference to, it was Darcy Moore. And it, like, yeah. most footballers would be like, oh, and who'd, who'd the Capulets play for? <laughs> but, like, obviously, obviously he gets it. Yeah. Uh, from Alex, uh, so saw Bo McCready during the semi-final McCreary. week. McCreary, sorry, near Orong Road in St Kilda East. I've seen him at the Woolies Metro there before. The self checkout just before the season started, and wished him the best for the season. Oh, that's nice. On Saturday, I saw old Docker Pie Brody Holland on Swanston Street, and stopped and chatted with him and got a pick. Great. He was asking if I was going to the game, and I said, unlikely, as I couldn't get a ticket. And surprisingly, he was in the same boat. Players that play 150 games get a ticket, but he only played 120. So he was having to ask other past players if he could get one. I thought that was very interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I suppose 
They've got to have a cutoff, don't they? They really do, don't they? Um, but I mean, you feel how many? How many before you get your name on a locker at most clubs? Is it one hundred oh, gets you know. a name on the locker? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with one hundred fifty. Sounds too low. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, anyone can eke out fifty fucking games of football. Oh, uh, from Alon underscore W dot S from Instagram. What uh, would you read at their Instagram handle? Uh, big night for footballers in real life on Chapel Street tonight. Here we go. Uh, walking along and I find Stephen May and James Harms together clearly looking like they uh, had yet to get the night started and were seeking out an establishment with Matani chicken salt frothies on offer. Mm. Then just further along, I saw Collingwood's Taylor Adams join the queue for Electric Bar. Not sure if hitting the dance floor is part of the Collingwood recovery program, but nice to see him in good spirits. So that was from like about mid-September. That That's one. interesting. So Taylor Adams didn't make the grand final team and then... Well, that's mid-September, so that would have been after, like, that would have been probably during their prelim final break. Yes, and then ends up at the Sydney Swans a couple of weeks later. Oh, we're putting the pieces together, Adam. Yeah. From James, Football in Real Life, Lions member in Adelaide heading over for the big dance uh, at my local gym, and I spot one D. Wakelin, the very man lynched through haymakers at 19 years ago. He gave me the stink eye for not wiping down. Then I bumped into him again in the change room. Jim Etiquette. Oh, Wakelin, he likes his sanitisation. Now, when you're wiping down, are you using your own towel or is there like a communal towel? I don't want to touch uh, a communal towel. No, definitely not a communal towel. You're probably encouraged to use your own towel, but since COVID, a lot of places have the uh, sanitary spray and wipes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Tommy, I live in Byron Bay and at my work today on the main street, I saw Callum Mills with an older and younger woman arm in a sling from his Mad Monday shenanigans. That's oh, right. Pop the shoulder. Callum Mills. Yeah, did his shoulder big time. They reckon he's not going to come back till like uh, mid-season. Oh, God, that that's bad? awful. Um, it was a North player the other day. It was at uh, Braden George. He was trying to do a box jump. Oh, yes. And he fell backwards and just dislocated his elbow. And they said it's, oh, yeah, they said it's three just, months. Oh, there's just some things. But Callum Mills, you know, he was in a wrestle at Mad Monday. And you reckon... Like as a going in to see horse and just going, um, oh, mate, give me shoulder. Oh yeah, uh, how'd you do it? And he's like, oh, I was just having a bit of a fucking like, uh, yep. Oh, it'd be good. Mad Monday though. Oh mate, costume was fucking great. I was dressed as Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, who was it? Stevenson, Jaden. Was that Jaden Stevenson who did his hip? Yeah, coming off a BMX off bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be that phone call would be the way. like you'd actually prefer to be arrested. Then into yourself yeah. in a stupid way. Yes. Uh, from Tommy again. Uh, again, same gas station up here in Bangalore, uh, Northern Rivers. Last week, delivered on Callum Mills. And this week, we have a recently retired CT victim, Paddy McCartan. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he introduces himself like that. No, no I don't think so. <laughs> Not on his passport. Yeah. <laughs> Land Rover Discovery. Uh, seemingly enjoying a new permanent vacation lifestyle. Oh, thank you, Tommy. Uh, from Nick. Uh, actually, Byron probably, yeah, would have got a bit of a workout, I reckon, for footballers in real life. Over Mate, the, either, you know, Byron for, I reckon, the single blokes, Noosa for the married. Yeah, sure. I reckon Byron probably actually got a bit of a workout for you for schoolies as well, I reckon. I've got to head back as soon as we um, 
finish this up because uh, I've left a lot of stuff up there that I need to move on Gumtree. And um, uh, yeah, I, I, MDMA can't go off, can it? <laughs> well, it's travelled here by boat, you know. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this doesn't have expiry. Dates. I mean, if, they, if, if, you, if you do have stale MDMA, like really, you should take that back to the uh, the wholesaler. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> They're always very accommodating. They are. From Nick, hey folks, uh, not too sure if it's too late in the year, but I have a footballers in real life, kind of. Never too late, Nick, never. It was the Monday evening after the grand final. I was out having a quiet drink or two with some workmates at the London Tavern Hotel in Richmond. The various TVs around the place were showing highlights of the game, on the couch, eventually moving into AFL 360. So there was plenty of footy content to see. The large group at the table next to us We've been particularly loud and boisterous with lots of laughing. Well, we don't like that. No. I glanced over a couple of times. I quickly noticed that two of the group were outgoing AFL CEO Gil McLaughlin and incoming CEO Andrew Dillon. Here we go. Surrounded by 10 other people who I didn't recognise. Fucking yes, man. I know what they are. Bloody fucking no. Yes, Gil. (laughs) Yes, Andrew. They were clearly a few drinks in and seemed to be having a fun time celebrating a season well done. At one point, the group appeared to be taking selfies on their various phones and showing them to each other, resulting in outrageous laughter. I'm fucking loving this one. Yeah. I did notice Gil often looking up lovingly, longingly at the TVs showing the match highlights, appearing quite thoughtful and reflective, maybe regretting his decision to leave the <laughs> role. <laughs> Good to know he's just one of his he's just one of the people hanging out in the pub with the rest of us. Well, yeah, he owns the pub, but apart from yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. he's basically uh, coming to the, the AFL's Mad Monday. That's pretty cool, actually. And I'm trying to think of the venue, like by the fact, you know, Docklands, Marvel. You feel like there's, you know, a few handy places around Docklands you could wander uh, into. No, mate. I Obviously, we do front bar out of the Channel 7 studios at Docklands and it is a hellhole. But they're, they're those kind Especially of... Especially on a Monday night, fucking forget about it. Well, yeah, they're those beer garden kind of ones or, you know, like Belgian beer cafes or those kind of places. Yeah. You know, they're big and shiny. Well, platform and 28. But you know what else that happened? Like, Gil, it's a bit like, you know, when, um, you know, um, Marie Antoinette, you know, wanted to leave the palace. Like, you know, she had to kind of dress up. Like, I think Gil was a bit like that. Like, he yeah. he left the he left the um, the beige um, <laughs> the beige slacks at home. And he's like, I'm just going to dress like common man. Yeah, yeah. I could just Are these, do I wear this jean? Yeah. Is that what they call them? Yeah. yeah I'm just going to blend in like every other six foot eight tall man can do. <laughs> yeah. From Ellery, Football in Real Life, Adam Goods, the greatest of men going about his business in Sydney Airport. Thank you, Ellery. So the statue of Adam Goods at the front of the uh, Swans um, Training Centre at uh, oh, yeah. Moore Park. I didn't realise he had a statue there. That's cool. Is it a good one? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, from they got one of the old guys too. Next one, yeah. <laughs> uh, from Heat Check Barbecue, uh, yeah. sitting in Queensland Air- Queenstown Airport next to a group of blokes complaining that their Virgin flight had been cancelled, so and they had to get on the Jetstar flight. Oh, man after my own heart. Mm. Uh, looked up and was pretty sure one of them was Max Gorn. This was confirmed when I saw a Melbourne backpack on the floor next to him, and heard him telling his mates that he. Probably uh, would probably put himself in the Supercoach team next year, as he would be playing in the as a lone ruckman. Thank you, Heat Check Barbecue, for that little intel. I really appreciate it. So there you have it, Junk Timers. He's going one out. Put Maxie in your fucking Supercoach teams. 
I find it funny though that that's that's in his mind. Like this is just a few weeks ago, mm. and like he's already thinking ahead. I mean, that moment that's the professionalism of Max. You know, he's going. Oh yeah, I got a plan ahead. I'm already doing my research about my super coach, and also I'm putting myself in, guys. I'm putting myself. Yeah, well, in. maybe like when Brody Grundy was taking minutes off him, and he's sitting on the bench, just going, "Matt, this cost me fucking points." Yeah, fuck, dude. I'm out of the eight. <laughs> Do you reckon he plays under his real name? No. And then also on top of that, if he wins, do you win money? Like, is that a bit of a conflict? Uh, I mean, you you do win money. I think you win like 50 grand or something Ooh. if you win it all, but fucking hell. But uh, but I imagine that he'd have way too many Melbourne players in his own team. Or or wouldn't he? Is that a telling sign that you go, why doesn't he have insert name yeah. in the team? So if you're looking through the tables of Supercoach next year, next year look for like... Um Hairy tall man or something is like the name, yeah. or like um, bearded you know, baldy. You know, on Facebook, like people flip around, so it'd be like um, yep. you know, Gax Morn. Yep, yep. Um, and you know, just, Clayton's not home. Well, that's the thing. Look out for something Clayton related. Just be like, yeah. fucking <laughs> dickhead won't turn the music down. I've got a baby crying. Uh, from Lachlan, in late November, I was playing golf at RACV Cape Shank Golf Course on the Mornington oh. Peninsula. Excuse me, Lachlan. Because I'm doing very well for myself. Mm. On the par 3 7th, I was called up to play through by a pair in front of me. Once on the green, I realised that one of the players was none other than Rory Lobb. Bleached blonde hair visible under his pink cap. Can confirm that he did hit his tee shot into the water, as did I. He was able to kindly point out the drop zone to me. Extra details, I believe he was playing with his father. Had all ping golf gear and clothes. Hmm. Seemed like an average level golfer, not hitting it as far as you'd expect for a nearly seven footer. Ah, that is, you know what, that's fucking, he's champed him there. He has absolutely shut him down. Now, I'm no golf expert, but I'm going to imagine that maybe being seven foot doesn't help you being a a good golfer. Uh, Yeah, that is a very good question. I might have assumed that you had longer levers, so you might be able to get it further, but you probably have more um, capacity for error on your... On your swing. Yeah. 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 See, I'm a fucking expert. Yeah, no, you know your shit. We are going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Potter, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. You get hooks. I think I'm having a seizure. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.